Hi, and welcome to Be the Victor. I'm Victor, and we're here today to talk about a new subject, um, sprinting for strength and conditioning. Now, a lot of times people will ask me about uh, long duration, uh, low-level intensity aerobic training, and I actually have a, one of my first podcasts wa- was why you shouldn't do those things. Today, we're going to talk about why I sprint or recommend sprinting for a lot of my guys and gals. Now, there are five big reasons why I talk about that why we're going to talk about that today. Uh, number one, it's improve, it improves strength. Uh, number two, their time efficiency. Number three, mechanics. Number four, improve body comp. And number five, improved athletic performance. Now, I'm actually doing my, my podcast today from my mobile studio. And by mobile studio, I mean we're on a long road trip up through Canada with my family. If you didn't already know, we're nomads with a purpose. And I'm recording my podcast directly from the back of my RV and I actually pushed everyone out and worked on soundproofing my rig to make sure that I can record and continue to provide you guys with plenty of awesome information to help you stay on track, motivate you, and keep it simple so that you know exactly what to do. So before before we get into the five elements that I just talked about, I think it's important that you understand you have to have decent mobility before you start sprinting full full speed. Now, my coaching series kind of gets you ready for this. So if you're looking, this sounds interesting, but you don't know what you need to do, or maybe you have some aches and pains, look into my coaching series. It'll help you. For me, most of the science that I've, that I've encountered says that you can really do your sprints at about 70% of max to get a huge positive response from it. So remember, you're not all out sprinting. Now, everyone that I have put on that eventually does enjoy good high-intensity sprinting where they're going 80, 90, 95% of their maximum speed. But again, you have to have you manage your aches and pains and keep good mobility. So to me... When I think about sprinting, I always think about that. One of my favorite movies is The Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day-Lewis. And I know this movie is real popular with a lot of people, but um, you know that this sort of dates me. And I remember the opening scene where he's hunting the deer and he's running at full speed through and he's loading his uh, rifle as he's running. You want to... I enjoy running at tempo or at extreme speeds because you're much like that deer, like that gazelle, like that cheetah. Uh, I see a lot of positive benefits from that and the exhilaration that comes from running quickly and being light on your feet. Now, even though I'm uh, built like kind of like a fire plug, I still enjoy the feeling of an exhilaration with running, having nice acceleration, opening up my gate, which we'll get into a little bit. And this is what I think can trigger a lot of positive benefits for a lot of the guys and gals that we're doing is that that exhilaration of running quickly. And it's all relative. You're not, you don't have to be Usain Bolt to, to get the benefits of sprinting. So number one, um, when you're sprinting, going back to number one, which is improves strength. Think about when you're sprinting. Essentially, you're hitting the ground with more force than just your body weight, even just running. And this is why it's a weight-bearing exercise. When you sprint, you're increasing your forces exponentially. And what that does is allows your body to absorb energies or absorb impacts and therefore creating a strength training loads, much like carrying a heavy barbell. Now, one of the beautiful things about sprinting is that 
if you haven't sprinted before, and this is a little side note, if you haven't sprinted before and you start accelerating and working on different movement patterns, you're going to find that you're going to draw into your, for me, my obliques and actually into my arms a little bit, creating, generating some soreness. And it's very simple because as you increase in your speed, your body's working like a machine and even your arms are working as pistons to drive the legs as well as through the muscles, through the, through the core, the uh, posterior chain, all tying together in one system to create greater force to get you moving faster. And this is why it's an effective way of uh, training, strength training and why I like to use it with a lot of my clients. Generally, you won't feel this kind of connection when you're distance running, of course, if you're running at tempo and you enjoy your distance running, I'm not here to talk you out of your distance running. Go do it. Actually, I would always integrate some sprint training or interval training into my distance runners just to work on their kick speed. And they always thank me when it comes down to the end and they're trying to make a time or a PR and they got a little left in the tank from a different energy system. So remember when you train sprinting, we're training different energy systems than long endurance runs. If you're looking to improve your distance running, you will get some benefits from sprinting, but nothing is going to develop your particular sport, like doing your particular sport at the particular amount of time that you are supposed to be competing at it. To finish off that el this element, I have a lot of people who feel very uncomfortable running quickly or don't feel like they're getting any faster. There are two simple ways that you can improve your efficiency on running. So if you feel like you just have horrible gait or you just weren't gifted with that ability to open up into sprinting, just use some hills. Anything between 10 and 15 uh, percent is going to be a very effective hill for generating underspeed training. So you run as quick as you can up the hill. Conversely, if you're running down the hill, you're going to create that kind of improvement. You're overspeed training. Your legs will move at a greater rate. Now, when you're running downhill, you don't need as extreme. But just a slight downhill, as little as 5%, is going to move your legs a little bit faster. But always be aware that when you're running up or downhill, you're going to elicit a little greater stress, greater loads. And so you're going to get a little bit more soreness, ease into it. Okay, so now moving on to number two, uh, time. Time is an incredibly... <laughs> precious item in our day and age. And one of the beauties of doing any sprint training workouts, any of the work, sprint training workouts that I generally devise or create for my clients, they're done in 15 to 20 minutes. And this includes mobility and my other primal or body weight movements. So it's incredibly efficient and you can do it just about any grassy field or dirt um, and actually concrete as well. If you find it, most people enjoy getting out in the track and doing some timing, but you can do it just about everywhere. And on, on this trip, I will usually do a trail with my family and then come back potentially the next day and do some hill repeats on some part of the trail. So keep that in mind. 15 to 20 minutes is incredibly efficient. Traditionally, what's recommended by American College of Sports Medicine is anywhere between 45 minutes to 60 minutes for sustained duration aerobic training. Now, if you're cu coupling that with your strength training, that can bring, be a huge burden of time because most strength training, even an efficient training, is 30 to 45 minutes. Now you're look, looking at a commitment of about an hour and a half to two hours a day. With the primal patterns uh, and body weight training, in addition with the sprinting, you're getting your strength training as well as your uh, strength training traditionally as well as through your sprinting and creating a nice spike in your heart rate. 
So moving on to number three, mechanics. And I love to talk mechanics. I wish I could go back at this point and go into the, the field of biomech- biomechanics because I find myself just staring at athletes and evaluating mechanics. One of the beautiful things about running at an increased pace is that most of the people that I work with tend to clean up their biomechanics. If you watch any endurance runner, and I say I say any, but I mean most amateur endurance runners, as they get into increasing mileage, their mechanics tend to fall apart. They're rounding through their upper back. Their heads come forward. They're slumped. Um, their arm swing isn't where it really needs to be efficiently. As we, as I start to integrate sprinting into clients' workouts, their chest naturally comes up, their elbows are close to the body, very good mechanical movement through the elbows and shoulders, as well as abs and low back tend to clean up in position as well. Now, one of the biggest differences between sprinting, potentially, and distance training is what what part of the foot is striking. Generally speaking, the forefoot or the front of the foot, maybe mid-stance, is what's contacting the floor. Usually the heel doesn't make too much contact when we're sprinting. And because of that, you're going to get into your best hip extension as as you're running. And hip extension is really what can create, wreak lots of havoc. Um, I finished reading Katie Bowen's book, uh, Move Your DNA, for the second or third time. I enjoy the biomechanics involved in that, and it kind of inspires me to keep motivating my clients. And she talks about the amount of time that we spend sitting and how that, and the amount of time in heeled shoes, whether it's actual high heels or tennis shoes, really limits how much our hip, our leg goes into that posterior behind the body. And that ex- that amount of hip extension is essential for really developing a good posterior chain or really glutes, glutes and back of the legs. So if you're into developing good glutes and hamstrings, good sprinting workout will do that. And keeping good mechanics is essential. Now we can spend the entirety of multiple podcasts talking about each individual part of your body and the, the correct position to hold. But really what we want to focus on is hip extension, chest up, good alignment of the spine, good alignment of the head, and good natural arm movement as you move and striking near the ball of the foot. So that was just a gloss over on good position. But remember, if you want more, there's endless amounts of information out there and um, you can really look into that a little in greater detail. Now keep up keep in mind going back to another one of my favorite books which was Born to Run. Running and sprinting can arguably say you can arguably say that we were born doing this. We are we have some history of exhaustion, hunting where we chased our prey to the point that they just basically laid down and died and the hunter could go up and run and up and kill it. Because of that, I think it's essential that you understand that whether we were walking, running or sprinting, it really gets down to the root of what we are as humans. And if you lose that ability, um, then I think your how you're firing your muscles and essentially how your body is working can start to change. Now, I'm not a massive fan. I enjoy uh, lots of aerobic training. Um, lately, we've been doing a lot of mountain biking on this trip, but I love to get on the trail and run lots of different terrain as well. 
And I do that to help my catalyze my other training for my jiu-jitsu, keep my aerobic, any edge I can get on the competition, I'm going to use. And so running some running some sprints, running duration, running intervals on, um, on trails are awesome for me. And it really, I really feel connected in how my body should be working. And if my body doesn't feel right when I'm running, I know I need to go back and do some prehab and prehab. What I talk about prehab, that's exercises that you do to prevent injury. And since most of the guys and gals I work with have some existing issue, I think it's important that you address mobility and light exercises to prevent injury. All right, moving on to number four, um, improve body composition. Now, this goes a little bit hand-in-hand with the strength training. If you're doing already some strength training and you've been doing it for a while, you know that muscle burns more calories, and because of that, you will lose some body fat. But like strength training, good sprint training workouts can potentially get a nice improvement in your hormone level and basically what it does is the same thing as your weight training you're going to generate a little spike in your gh production or your growth hormone production and that because of that reason you're going to get an increased amount of testosterone and that helps not only improve muscle but also drop body fat now one of the side benefits of sprinting is i i generally see that most of my clients can manage their appetite after a primal workout, much easier than a long duration uh, sustained aerobic training. So if your goal is also to drop body fat, not do your best uh, triathlon or not do your best um, half marathon marathon, then I think sprinting is a great way to go because it because of the shortness and duration of the time, you don't get as depleted. Because you don't get as depleted, you can manage appetite a lot more effectively. Now I do run for duration. So one thing I do notice is once I cross over 45 minutes, hour, hour plus on any duration aerobics, I'm usually have to, I usually have to make sure my, my food choices are on point. Otherwise, I'm going to reach for copious amounts of starchy carbohydrates. For me, it ends up being rice and potatoes. And for me, if I eat too much, if I eat too much rice and potatoes, it just makes me fat. So if you're looking for management of your body fat, this is a great way to make sure you can balance your appetite. And and controlling your appetite, controlling your blood sugar is really essential for improving your body fat or dropping body weight in a lot of cases. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite ways to uh, develop strength now this was this goes a little bit hand in hand into something we talked about earlier is either doing deep sand uh, running or uh, running the dunes um, I owned a business for 20 years in Coronado and uh, with some of the clients that we worked worked with we'd go head out to the beach and they'd have a series of dunes that I could have them run up and up run up and down in and it's very effective for developing uh, strength and conditioning and work on this sprinting that we're talking about Another element that you can use are jump stretch bands with a partner. They're amazing for creating and generating speed. And especially if the person behind is running and being a good partner, you can really manage mechanics. When I work with athletes and they're running in front of me, I can easily judge when their mechanics start to go get really bad. So if we have two or three jump stretch bands locked together, I jog behind them slowly and they're running at near maximum speed. I can see if their head's slumping, their elbows are coming away from their body, they're not striking on the balls of the feet. So you can use jump stretch bands for any of your sprint training as well. Little side note, I got, I had two of my, uh, 
two clients that I work with and they were doing excellent in their training. And for a long time, I did men's uh, group training and we started integrating uh, band work. Now, I, I didn't necessarily trust the guys um, because of their experience with the band. So they wouldn't run behind a person. So I would just generate, lock my four or five bands into a fixed position on the wall and they would work 10 to 15 yard accelerations. Um, and one gentleman decided to give the other gentleman a little bit of a challenge when I was in the other room spotting bench press and created a, put a cone down, actually put a medicine ball down on the floor. And one gentleman ran up to it and reached out and grabbed, touched the ball. He said, that's awesome. And he increased the distance of, of each particular, each, each progressive sprint. He increased the distance away with the medicine ball until the gentleman was, was having a harder and harder time. Eventually he got to the point that he was running really far and, he touched it and sat up because he was so tired and the other gentleman threw the medicine ball to him. Good job. And the other gentleman proceeded to get pulled back by the energy in the bands and flopped back on it, hit his head, split himself open. His wife had to come up, pick him up, get him like, what are you doing to my husband, Victor? I then proceeded to say it was, it was not my fault. These guys did, were goofing around when they shouldn't have been. Now, it's easy to think Based on this story, I've been working with lots of different generations and lots of different ages. I thought for sure something like this would happen with my middle school and high school guys. These guys were a 50 plus category and decided to goof around with the jump stretch band. So um, as a side note, if you decide to use jump stretch bands, they do create a lot of energy. And so be sure you're safe and make sure you trust your training partner. Okay. All right. Moving into number five, improved athletic performance. Now, going back to how we talked about mechanics and strength training, this kind of all ties in. But if you play a sport or compete in a sport, and it, particularly if it's, if it's a ground-based sport, you need to be able to compete and train at game speed. Now, this, this applies to all sports, but if you're um, playing in a league for soccer or baseball, well, if you can go out and do your slow, your slow runs, but nothing's going to be as effective as tra training at game speed. So you're going to get a huge improvement in your game if you're training at game speed. Now, you can even get into game speed movements as well, but we can get into that on, on another day. Now, even if you're a swimmer, sprinting will improve your type 2 uh, tissue. So it's going to improve your explosive muscle tissue. Remember that. Now, I, I asked for permission to start using Rex's name and he was totally into it. So I'm going to use Rex's name. I was working with Rex for a long time and he was a phenomenal, accomplished swimmer and water polo player. One day we started to really diversify his training and I wanted to train him a little bit on working on running. Now we invested a little time and experience in the benefits of sprinting with him, but he wanted to also potentially learn to run distance. Now having only really had to do it, now he actually expressed a little interest. So we started to um, work on some a two, two and a half mile run. Uh, and it was very interesting when Rex was done running, the biggest complaint is hat, that he had is that his feet were so hot. Because of he was more of a water-based athlete in aquatics, he hadn't built up the callus patterns nor the sports-specific endurance um, to, to do distance running. Uh, it was actually quite comical because we got back and he wanted to remove his shoes. Like, oh my God, my feet are burning. So if you're starting to get into sprinting, starting to get to, into some running and haven't done it, allow your skin and your tissue and your muscles to get used to it. Build in slowly, gradual progressive 
gradual progression over time is a key ingredient for all training, um, shocking the body and things like that. It sound really good on paper and for a high intensity interval training, that's, that certainly sounds effective, but the reality is guys, you're, you're going to be less likely to come back if you're sore for two weeks at a time, which I have done to myself on sprint training. Um, you're going to be less likely to return to it if you're that sore. So ease into it instead, adjust your surfaces, play with your speed and your equipment. Those are the essentials of that. And I think there, sprinting is a great way to change up your training and, and condense your time efficiency. So um, we're nomads with a purpose, guys. Check out my coaching series. Um, you can visit us on YouTube, at nomads with a purpose as well, and subscribe there for some of the videos that we're providing a huge diversity from the, tr- the travel to the exercise to the food prep, which kind of uh, is essential for putting all this together for yourself. Or you can just visit my website and use one of our affiliates to help my family out. Thanks a lot.